0: Ahava blessings. Welcome to this episode of Hold the Shekhinah. This podcast is here to support us in this ascension journey in remembering, embodying, integrating, awakening to our infinite selves, embodying our infinite soul essence. I am your host. My name is Aria. I am an ordained Magdalene priestess, Reiki master, energy, sound healer, and I am your guide on this journey. So, this episode is all about the full moon in Virgo that is happening on Saturday, tomorrow. So, we are in this full moon portal, and the full moon in Virgo is one of my favorite full moons, Um, Virgo is my moon sign. So my moon is in Virgo and Virgo is a very beautiful and powerful energy. It holds the frequency of the archetype of the high priestess. And I have been reflecting a lot on what it is to be a priestess as I am an ordained priestess how that translates into day-to-day existence and how that supports me in the work that I do in all facets of my life as well. Because there's really, um, there's no separation between our work life, our spirituality, our relationships, our relationships with our family, our beloved, our relationships with our friends, our neighbors. There is no separation even though we tend to compartmentalize and think of ourselves okay well this is me wearing the hat of mother this is me wearing the hat of wife this is me wearing the hat of friend and truly we are all of those things at the same time in all circumstances there is no distinction we just think that it makes things easier to Create little categories, and in a lot of ways, this actually makes it more difficult for us to see our own infinite selves, our multi dimensional selves, and to experience our oneness. So, we are in the month of Pisces, and Pisces is the month of Adar in the Kabbalistic Aramaic spirituality, and the month of Adar. The Pisces season is all about dissolution, oneness with the divine. It's about turning inwards, away from the world, away from the outside, the external, to come into union with the divine within, to really allow the divine to flow through us, to allow the divine feminine presence to make her home in our body, to allow our soul to come into our body. So Pisces is a beautiful sign. It is a water element. So anything that has to do with creation, creativity is Pisces. Fertility, Pisces. Manifestation, Pisces. Abundance, Pisces. Why? Because the water element is the element of life. It is the element of creation. It's the element that sustains. It is the foundation for all of our manifestations to be birthed into this world. It is a highly intuitive, very empathic, very empathetic as well, very loving, nurturing, very moody, can be very moody. um, But it's a beautiful frequency of that... um, that oneness, that wanting to be one with all that is, that dissolution, that expansiveness expansiveness into the void, into the all, into the cosmos. It's a very spiritual sign and it is a very, um, very powerful, very, I mentioned it's very intuitive. They are, um, they can, they know things. However, um, Pisces energy sometimes has difficulty setting proper boundaries and in the shadow Pisces energy can be an energy of dissolution to the point of destruction, allowing ourselves to be, um, to have that escapism mentality. Um, there is this escapism into drugs into alcohol into whatever any kind of addiction they ha- they have that tendency if it's in the shadow however in the light it's that oneness and bringing in that divine light and anchoring it in our physical body which is a lot of what I've been talking about and at the conscious life expo I spoke about creation and I spoke a lot about bringing in this light and um anchoring in this infinite light of creation within ourselves. So Pisces does have the tendency to escape. Now, we can kind of judge and um, be like, oh, well, that's not me. Or we can see where we have tried to escape. Or we can think that, well, it's only people who engage in recreational drugs or whatever. However, it could be shopping It could be social media. Addiction can take on very, it could be toxic relationships. It could be you're addicted to drama in your relationships, whether it's romantic or friendships. You just want, you thrive on chaos and drama. So addiction can mean many things and express itself differently depending on who and what the circumstances are. Another um aspect of escapist mentality would be spirituality. Some people think that well if if I do just one more ayahuasca ceremony, one more mushroom ceremony then then I'll be you know liberated of my negative karma or my or my demons or my traumas or whatever um, that pursuit that endless chase for, oh, let me do this again. Let me go to this other teacher. Let me do this. That's also a form of escapism because it's not allowing you to be present in the here and now with your emotions, with the current circumstances, with everything that is going on in this now moment. It is all about chasing that spiritual high. See? It's not It's not really about anchoring that frequency in your body and expressing it through your day-to-day actions. It's about chasing that high, chasing that that mentality, chasing that feeling of oneness, but not grounding it in your body, not grounding it in your day-to-day life. I hope that makes sense. I'm trying to explain that in very, very grounded terms. So... The energy of Pisces and this full moon is happening at 7.30 on Saturday, the 24th, 7.30 Pacific. I'm sorry, 7.30. In my head, I'm still in LA. Shout out to LA and Cali. Um, 7.30 Eastern Standard, 10.30 in Los Angeles Pacific. Um, And it is, um, it's a very strong full moon. It's a full moon that's happening at 5 degrees, and 5 is a number of rapid change. It's a number of self-mastery, it's a number of action, it's the number of m- the divine masculine, it's a number of the five elements, it's the number of taking taking aligned action. So it is all about that aligned action. And the full moon is in the sign of Virgo. Virgo is the the virgin, the high priestess. So I do want to take a time, take this time to talk about what is it to be a priestess? What is it to be a holy woman? Mary Magdalene was a holy woman. She was a teacher. She was a Kadisha. She was was the Kala Messiah. She was the prophecy of the Essenes, the feminine Christ. Christos, remember, Christ comes from Christos means to be anointed. She was the feminine embodiment of the anointed one. She was the embodiment of the Shehina, the divine feminine presence. Yeshua was also an scene prophecy. Yeshua was the embodiment of the divine as well. He is the anointed one, the Christed. And he came, both of them were ascended masters, teachers, who came here to show us how to live this embodied Christed consciousness, how to awaken it, how to purify your body, how to receive that infinite light, how to anchor it, and how to live your life with this as your activated template in your body. Mother Mary, also a Kadisha, a Mariam, a Priestess of the Light. And it goes on and on. We can go through other lineages. We can go through... Um, Shakyamuni Buddha, Gautama, in India, we can go into the Taoist, into the Chinese, the Japanese, Kuan Yin. There There were many ascended masters that were born of light conception. And they were born to holy women in order to spread this, these teachings of ascension, these ascension teachings in order to ground the infinite light into creation. So I do have to say when we speak about people who actually were physical (laughs) beings, earth, like beings, human beings on earth, they actually had physical incarnations. It's very important for us to respect the tradition and the lineage that they come from. In the case of Yeshua and Mary Magdalene, Mother Mary, and the Christ lineage, the, before they became um, the Roman Catholic Church, the Council of Nicaea, and all that stuff, it's important to understand the culture, the time, and the practices that they would have engaged in. They would have followed the moon cycles. They were Hebrew. Um, If you hear anywhere else that it says that Mary Magdalene was Scottish or or Irish or I think it was Scottish, she was not Scottish. Um, And it's just, it's very interesting to me as someone on this, um, as a priestess and someone on this um, journey of remembering and awakening and integrating and embodying just like we all are to see how people can distort something that's actually a historical fact. However, that is what it is. And I will say this, she also was not a sacred prostitute. I understand that Pope Gregory in some homily said that she may have been a prostitute. However, it's a may have been, and it wasn't the thing. So let's take that out of context as well. Let's, um, let's, let's not take that out of context as well. That's what I'm saying. So it's very important to utilize our discernment, particularly when we are referring to these cosmic, these light beings, these ascended masters that incarnated into the physical form as human beings and lived out earthly lives. It's important to have respect for their traditions. They were Essene. They followed the Essene lineage. They were followers of the Hokma traditions, the wisdom traditions, the traditions of the Shehina. Also, Mary Magdalene is not Lilith. Lilith is also not a goddess. I'll explain that. Just bear with me. Mary Magdalene is the embodiment of the Shehina. The Shehina is not Lilith. I understand that Lilith has been turned into some kind of neo-pagan goddess that is um, about women's liberation and all this stuff, like down with the patriarchy. Okay, I understand that. However, we need to understand, again, go back to the source. Lilith predates the Bible, predates the story of the Genesis. Lilith goes back thousands and thousands of years into Mesopotamia, into Samaria, into Babylon, where she was a demon. She is a demon. She is the demon that seeks to subjugate Adama. Adama is humanity. We've taken this concept of Lilith to mean that it's woman, one woman, one man, like us, and us as women not wanting to be dominated or subjugated by men. However, Adama is all of us. It's all of humanity, women and men, and whatever other denomination you choose to describe yourself as. It's the human race that Lilith, the demon, sought to subjugate, sought to control, to manipulate, to ensnare, to instill fear and domination over, to steal his seed. Your seed is your creations. Your seed is, is all that you birth into the physical realm, be it human, be it a project, be it a house, whatever it is all of that is your creation and the story of lilith is very ancient and it's not it's not a an energy that we should call upon as a savior because there is no that that energy of destruction and chaos is not the feminine energy it is It's a destructive force of chaos. It's a destructive force of subjugation, of control, of manipulation, of fear. And if we open our eyes, we can see how this energy permeates all aspects of our society. And it is that energy that we are seeking to liberate ourselves from. And that's what salvation means. Salvation means the savior that yeshua was called the savior it's the one who illuminates it's to the one who awakens it's the activator so it's very interesting to me to see a lot of um women take on this role of the lilith energy only to their own detriment and it's sad however Every being has their own path. So, and my purpose in mentioning this is for us to expand our awareness. Just because we don't like what we are hearing does not mean that it is not true or that it is not valid. Just because we don't agree with something or because it really rankles us doesn't mean it's not true or valid. There is a lot of pain in the feminine. There is a lot of there is a lot of wanting payback in a lot of ways, wanting vengeance, wanting control, wanting to, to get back at the patriarchy, down with the patriarchy, that energy. And what we don't understand when we take that stance, I had that stance myself for a while. So I can tell you what that feels like from from a visceral personal level. What that feels like is to not trust myself. To overly rely on the feminine and to negate your own inner masculine, which is basically what down with the patriarchy is because you're not valuing the masculine outside. So how can you value the masculine within you are again, creating more separation and division within you. And this is what we are healing. This is this separation from ourselves, from our soul, from the earth, from the cosmos, the divine from one another. This is the separation that we are activating the healing within. This is the separation that we are unifying. This this is that that work that we are doing to bring into union all of these disparate, separate parts of ourselves and come back into wholeness, into oneness, into purity. And purity simply means priestess, purity, virgin. All of these things that we kind of have been distorted in our, in our mind, what they mean, virgin, to be whole and complete and sovereign, has nothing to do with being sexually touched. Holy woman, one who holds herself sacred, so your body, your being Your vessel is a sacred vessel for the divine to flow through. All of this, like the light priestesses, they were very powerful, the the great oracles of the past. They were powerful women who were sovereign and who were whole and complete. And this is the same thing from the priests. Yeshua was a priest. He was a rabbi. So same thing for... The priest aspect, it is that that holy person is the one who knows and who stands in their spiritual sovereignty, in their power. And they don't use that power to subjugate, to impose their will or their way of being or thinking on anyone or anything. They are simply here to show us the way. If we want to follow, great. If you don't want to follow, that's cool too. That's the purpose of the priest, priestess archetype. To stand in your spiritual sovereignty, to know and to trust in your alignment to the divine and to allow the divine, your soul, to flow through you to serve as that light, as that anchor of the higher frequencies here on this earth plane. That was the role of Mother Mary, of Mary Magdalene, of Yeshua, of all of the high holy teachers, regardless of their lineage. White Buffalo Calf Woman is another one that comes to mind at this point. So it is very, it's a very powerful time for us to come into Our spiritual embodiment, our spiritual sovereignty, to know our power, to cultivate our wisdom and discernment. Because Virgo is the perfectionist sign. Virgo is an earth sign. And Virgo is the sign that is very compartmentalizes, likes things nice and neat. Everything, you know, everything has a format, a structure. It perfectionist tendencies, but it's also the The sign of service, of soul service, of being of service. It is the sign that has to do with your daily habits, with your health, your well-being, your body. So again, the five, this full moon is happening at five degrees, about the physical body. Virgo, sign of the physical body, of your health. So this is a time to be looking at your health, to be looking at your well-being, to be looking at cultivating your spiritual sovereignty, your empowerment. And empowerment does not mean that you are giving it back to the man. And by that, I mean, you're basically paying him in kind with, you know, whatever, whatever they did to you, you're doing to them. That is not what, um, what, what empowerment means. Empowerment is to be in your, to be able to fully support and stand in your, in your own personal power. And power isn't loud. Power isn't brazen. Power isn't true power. Doesn't come from subjugating anyone or anything. True power is self-mastery, self-actualization, it's all within, knowing that it is all within and allowing yourself to connect to the divine, to know that you are one with that divine energy, just as you are one with your brothers and sisters, with the earth, with everything that is around you. It's knowing that you are held by by this intricate web of oneness, of the cosmos, of the divine. You are a part of it. You are a mirror of it. You are with it. You are all things. And it is a beautiful it's a beautiful energy to cultivate during this full moon. To cultivate our self-awareness our self-mastery, our discernment, our wisdom because there's a lot happening in the sky. Let's see. We have the sun that is conjunct Mercury and Saturn. Meanwhile, Pluto is conjunct Mars and Venus. And this stellium of Mercury, the Sun, and Saturn in Pisces is opposing the Moon in Virgo. So this probably doesn't mean much to you, but let me translate. (laughs) This means that there is a huge shift Our structures, the way that we think, the way that we express, the way that we communicate. We are being asked to look within. We are being asked to look at our emotions through a discerning eye to see if what we are, how we are expressing our emotions is serving us and if it is serving our highest good. Virgo is all about the highest good, the service to the divine. It is, not, it is not an ego service. It's not an, oh, look at me. Which is, I think, why a lot of women have been, have been, in a sense, wanting to pursue the priestess path. Because it's that, hey, look at me, now I have this title of a priestess. I'm sorry, darling, but just having the title of priestess does not make you a priestess. What makes you a priestess are your day-to-day actions. What makes someone a priestess or a priest is how they conduct themselves. Not only when they are in their service, leading a circle or a ceremony, but in their relationships, in their friendships, in their exchange with the world around them. That is what makes a priestess or a priest, a priest or a priestess. It's not the, hey, look at me, I'm on social media and I'm on all these cool places. Look at me playing this crystal bowl in this Cathar sacred cave, I'm rolling my eyes because while to some that may look glamorous to be able to travel to amazing places and to feel the energy of those sacred spaces and to fill that energy with more light, the amount of work that it takes behind the scenes, personal work, personal deep introspective work the amount of dark nights of the soul that you go through to be able to anchor the higher frequencies and to hold those spaces that's what what really makes someone a priest or a priestess and you can you know i know people who you know they do one ayahuasca ceremony and all of a sudden they think they're a shaman Sorry, baby, that's not how it works. To be a priestess, to be a priest of the light is to hold that space and to look at, to be willing to look at those parts of yourself that are cringe, that you just don't want to look at and they're just like, they don't feel good. They make, they make you want to vomit. And to be willing to look at those shadows bring the light into them, and transmute and alchemize them. That is the power of the feminine. That is the power of the infinite light, of calling on this infinite light, of working with the light, of allowing it to flow through you and to infuse itself in your body, physical, energetic, emotional, all of them. It allows you to be able to transmute and alchemize all of those karmas, traumas, and limiting beliefs, all of that. And then you emerge rebirthed. You rebirth yourself. And that is the path. That is the spiritual path. Peeling the layers of the onion, going deeper and deeper into the spiral, deepening your awareness, your consciousness, your wisdom. No matter how many times you may go through the full moon in Virgo, every single time it's going to be different. Doesn't matter how many times you go through the portal of Cancer, every single time it will be different because you are different. We are in a constant state of energetic exchange and of evolution. And it takes our wisdom and discernment. And we can't run away and think another ayahuasca ceremony or another, you know, healer or another this or another drink, whatever it is, another bite of food is going to help when we ourselves are not willing to deal with what is going on within us, when we are not willing to feel what is within us. It is through the feeling, the living of whatever is happening within you, that you can face it and transform it and bring it into harmony and union with the rest of you. And this is what this Virgo full moon is bringing us to. And then let's talk about the Pluto stellium with Venus and Mars, that's some fiery as fuck energy, fiery, (laughs) explosive, emotionally reactive, um, powerful, transformative, seductive, just a lot of energy there. But Pluto is looking to transform the masculine and the feminine, the emotions and the physical body like Pluto is looking to, to shift gears in, into the way that we view and actualize ourselves, embody love, embody our aligned action. That's a whole revolution right there. And that revolution is squaring Uranus, the planet of awakening and sexual Kundalini energy. So Yeah transformative awakening energy that is really looking to channel through us very powerfully and then Mars and Venus are squaring Jupiter so expansion so there's a lot going on in the sky this is a powerful time it's it's always powerful i know you probably are might be tired of hearing me say that it's powerful but this is powerful we are we are in this portal of transformative energy and it's happening and it's happening in different ways in different cycles and it's going deeper and it's really asking you to plumb the depths pluto is all about going deep pluto is hades is not the king of the underworld god of the underworld for nothing all about plumbing the depths all the way down to you basically see the bottom. It's really it's yeah. This chart is uh it's quite interesting. <laughs> I'm just looking at it. I'm like, "Whoa." Well, that's a lovely aspect though. So the moon is also trining Jupiter. So that's expansion. Jupiter is all expansion. So wisdom, discernment, cultivating your inner knowing, your awareness, deepening your commitment to yourself and embodying your soul essence, Um, taking care of your body, nurturing yourself. Um, The solar flares have, dude, they're powerful. Um, There's drinking lots of water, eating, nourishing, grounding foods, um, and letting go Um, letting go of fear letting go of judgment letting go of guilt of shame of all of those lower frequencies now is the time feel them let go does not mean avoid feel them experience them allow them to tell you what, what they're showing you ask them what are you showing me what is the lesson what are you here to teach me feel it thank it for its service and let it go because it's not those lower frequencies they don't serve us they keep us small they keep us contained they keep us enchained and enslaved they keep us they keep us in disunion and disharmony and from truly experiencing and embodying our infinite light, our oneness with the divine, with all that is. So with that, take this time. Virgo, the healer, the priestess, the high priestess, the one that straddles the worlds. She has one foot In the ethers one foot in this physical realm she is between the two pillars the white one and the dark it's the birth canal so that's where she stands receiving the channeling purifying her physical vessel so she can be an even clearer channel for the divine to flow through this is what we are doing through this work through this sound healing through the Aramaic embodiment work that I do through the rituals and the moon rituals and the ceremonies and the mantras and the mudras and all of it this is what we are doing we are actively purifying our physical body our energy body, so we can receive and hold more light embody and anchor the higher frequencies here on earth so with that i thank you so much for listening and for tuning in do share this like this comment below engage with this um, follow subscribe all of the things and be sure to check out the sound activation for this um, Virgo full moon it's going to be very powerful it's going to focus on embodiment and aligning with your infinite self truly receiving that purification that is needed for you to receive the wisdom that it is that you need in this moment because remember the full moon is all about receiving the activation and the illumination the wisdom that you need to move forward so if there is something that you need to let go of the only thing you need to be letting go of right now is your fear but anything else that you have specifically to let go of wait until a few days after the full moon and let it go then but for now focus on receiving all of these activations anchoring them in your body and then processing that purification so ahava have a blessed full moon and i will see you next time